Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. You know what? Here, here was the history. April 4th. Can you play our audio for our history? Play it. Good evening. Dr. Martin Luther King, the apostle of nonviolence in the civil rights movement, has been shot to death in Memphis, Tennessee. Police have issued an all-points bulletin for a well-dressed young white man seen running from the scene. Officers also reportedly chased and fired on a radio-equipped car containing two white men. Dr. King was standing on the balcony of a second-floor hotel room tonight when, according to a companion, a shot was fired from across the street. In the friend's words, the bullet exploded in his face. Police, who have been keeping a close watch over the Nobel Peace Prize winner because of Memphis' turbulent racial situation, were on the scene almost immediately. They rushed the 39-year-old Negro leader to a hospital where he died of a bullet wound in the neck. Man, do you remember 1968, April 4th? For those of you who uh, were of age, whatever, can you remember what you were doing on uh, April 4th? There's another clip that uh, I I remember and we've played down through the years. Bobby Kennedy was running for president of the United States. And I believe he was in Indianapolis. Some of you may remember that. And um, and Bobby Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy um, told the audience that King had just been um, assassinated. Had just been assassinated. And the th- interesting thing was it was a very large audience that w- out then it was outdoors. And the people up front could hear what Bobby Kennedy, you know, announced. And he made these very poignant re- uh, remarks. I was in college at the, uh, at the time. And then, of course, all hell broke loose. What? And here in Washington, D.C., they had to call out the, the, uh, the National Guard. Walter Fonchoy uh, had to go out on the street because uh, folks started burning. And, 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 I mean, it was just hell. Detroit, you remember? How many of you from Detroit remember what happened in, uh, in Detroit? Uh, John Conyers, then, uh, the congressman, he was congressman at that time, young congressman. Man, Detroit, I think they, they I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say it if I'm not correct here, but I believe they had to call out the National Guard in, uh, in, in Detroit. Where were you? You know, most of us do remember where we were at that time. One eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. If you would like to uh, uh, share your thoughts, if you would, King had, as you know, the night before, 
had delivered his famous I've been to the mountaintop uh, speech. And lines, uh, I hope the lines are open. I don't think we got a chance to test it, but one eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. This would be a good time to call in if you'd like to share with uh, uh, the audience. Eileen, I think, from, oh, yeah, hi, Eileen. How are you? God bless. Hi, Eileen. Go ahead. Hi, thank you. Yeah, I was in high school. I was at a math tutorial. I was an upward bound student. Um, It was like the third year of that War on Poverty program. And we were in a math tutorial, and we had this young white teacher that was tutoring us. And a kid opened the door and said, somebody shot Dr. King. And we said, oh, shut up, man. Get out of here. And, you know, sort of pushed him out the classroom. Then uh, this older gentleman, I remember, came in and said, it's true. Somebody shot and killed Dr. King. And I just remember this young white guy turned pale as a sheet because we were all black kids, and he thought we were going to jump on him. And we didn't do anything. We just left. And I I, I, uh, I grew up in Toledo, and we went home, and my mother was on the telephone. My aunt was hysterical, and she was saying, Ludy, Ludy, now calm down. She had the, te- she had the TV on. And... Um, uh, and all I remember, my aunt was on the phone going, they shot him, they shot him. And so we were watching television, the, you know, the whole thing, and they put out a um, a curfew in Toledo so that the black people in Toledo would not go up to Detroit. And I do remember the National Guard uh, coming through, but I remember it clear as the day clear as it was yesterday, and I remember Bobby Kennedy's um, speech and his shock. yeah his remarks. Matter of fact, Daryl, at some point we'll 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 get that maybe one eight six six eight. But no, thank you one eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Carlton from from Maryland, go ahead, Carlton. Go ahead. Yes, Joe. How you doing today? Okay. Great. Yes, great show as usual, sir. Uh, I just wanted to share my experience on that day that Martin Luther King was assassinated. Um, I was about seven years old. Me and my brother, I was seven. My younger brother was five. My father was in Vietnam. Most of my childhood, he was in Vietnam. We just happened to be in Washington, D.C. Can you hear me, Joe? Oh, yeah, go right ahead. Yes. Yeah, we just happened to be in Washington, D.C., right off of Georgia Avenue Northwest. Uh, We're too young to really understand what was going on, and my mom, you know, we heard all this talk about mom, a grandmother. Meantime, father in Vietnam, okay, we were from Hampton, Virginia. We came up to D.C. just to visit my grandmother. We were from Hampton, Virginia. That's where we live. All of a sudden, this riot broke out. My older brother, 11 years older than us, he got caught up with it, and as you, I'm sure you know, stores were broken into and things of that nature. He brought a TV home. Oh, my God. My mom said, nope. Oh, we no, don't he do didn't. That. You take it back. Okay? Wow. We were caught in the midst of it right there. In and, and now, wait a minute. Yep. And your mother told. <laughs> ah, 
Your mother don't told him, take it back. Nope, 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 take it back. Take it back. Don't get caught up into that. Okay. Uh, another thing is some may remember, it was a dual thing. We were prior military. We had that we, we, military. We had that sticker on our car. But if some may remember, you had to have written on your car, soul brother. Soul brother. Yes. And you may get your windows broken. Yeah. Out. And, and they had to write it on the store. I mean, you had to write it on the, yeah, uh, exactly. on the store was, door. So, yeah. but you know, and, and by the way, Ben's chili bowl, was was during the during the riot during the riot wow. after King wow. they Ben's Chili wow. Bowl stayed open and was the and was one of the few businesses on U Street that was not touched and amazing well, wait wait a minute hey and the police would come in to eat. With the rioters. Also, Joe, if you remember, there was a line of National Guard at some point between our culture on Georgia Avenue before you got into the federal triangle. You didn't see any rioting there. I remember that clearly. Yeah. It was like uh, 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 some kind of perimeter they had going on where you had certain parts of the town. They would allow our demographic to go ahead and riot. But when you crossed a certain line, they weren't having it. I got Deborah from uh, Tennessee, where she was when Dr. King was assassinated. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Uh, I am 58 years old, and I can remember I was uh, four years old, and my mother and I speak about this quite often. And she was doing wash in the next county. And I remember I was four years old and I was asleep in the car when we had heard on the radio that he was assassinated. And and what do you remember? I, that's, boy, that's four years old. I can hardly remember being four. That might be a little difficult for you to grudge up. Uh, what uh, Can you... Can you remember anything? Well, you do remember you heard it on the radio. Do you remember? Well, you know, do you remember uh, how your parents time, reacted, or what do you remember about that? About it? That it was a shocking that he was assassinated, and everybody was talking about it. You know, and that's what really stuck in my mind that they had killed him, and so that that was it. You know. At four years old. All right. Uh, Matt, let's take a break here. Madison with you uh, on Urban View. Radio. What are you going to do about it? Active. Radioactive. What are you going to do about it? Take a stand now. Joe Madison, the Black Eagle. I have some very sad news for all of you, and that is that Martin Luther King was shot and was killed tonight in Memphis. Martin Luther King dedicated his life to love and to justice between fellow human beings. He died 
and the cause of that effort. In this difficult day, in this difficult time for the United States, it's perhaps well to ask what kind of a nation we are and what direction we want to move in. For those of you who are black, considering the evidence evidently is that there were white people who were responsible, you can be filled with bitterness and with hatred and a desire for revenge. We can move in that direction as a country and greater polarization, black people amongst blacks and white amongst whites filled with hatred toward one another. Or we can make an effort, as Martin Luther King did, to understand and to comprehend and replace that violence, that stain of bloodshed that is spread across our land with an effort to understand compassion and love. For those of you who are black and are tempted to fill with, be filled with hatred and mistrust of the injustice of such an act against all white people, I would only say that I can also feel in my own heart the same kind of feeling. I had a member of my family killed, but he was killed by a white man. But we have to make an effort in the United States. We have to make an effort to understand, to get beyond or go beyond these rather difficult times. My favorite poem, my, my favorite poet was Aeschylus. He once wrote, Even in our sleep, pain which cannot forget falls drop by drop upon the heart until in our own day despair, against our will, comes wisdom through the awful grace of God. What we need in the United States is not division. What we need in the United States is not hatred. What we need in the United States is not violence and lawlessness but is love and wisdom and compassion toward one another. Feeling of justice toward those who still suffer within our country, whether they be white or whether they be black. That, you know, I, it's been a while since I've heard, since I've heard that. And when, <clears throat> when I think about, when I think about what we're going through right now in the United States, when I think about the insurrection, when I think about um, you know, just these trolls. When I think about Trump's attitude, and I'm not stepping back from this, Bobby Kennedy and what you just heard, that, that 
It, it transcends politics. It's, a, it, it's really about humanity. It transcends politics. It transcends all of these um, hateful attitudes, this, this attempt to go back. Now, again, let's keep something in mind. In case uh, some of you don't remember, it would be a few months later that Bobby Kennedy would be assassinated. You know, I I say to all of you who weren't born uh, then or very, very young or infants at the time, this is the attitude that I grew up with. This is the... These are the kind of leaders that we that we grew up with. Now they weren't perfect. They weren't perfect. The Kennedys would they we they would fuss and fight with King and but they weren't perfect. And then there is um another speech or another comment that I recall as people call in to say where they were when King was assassinated. Martin Luther King III, Marty, gave an interview when he, uh, in essence, said similar what what, um, Bobby Kennedy said. His mother was killed in, I'm sorry, was it his his grandmother, right? Yes, his grandmother. His grandmother, Martin III's grandmother, was killed by a black man in church while playing the organ. Bobby Kennedy and said, look, when you we start talking about assassinations, you just heard Bobby Kennedy say, look, for, for black folk who want to, who want to call call and who want to t- talk about hate and da 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 da? My my brother was killed by a white person. See, that's why I don't go with all this black on black crime crap. It goes deeper. It, I'm not going for it. I want y'all to think when we talk. When I talk like this, think. And then Martin III comes out and says, well, you know, Bobby, my grandmother was killed by a black man. This is really, ladies and gentlemen, uh, how we should be dealing with with these issues and not fall into this trap of well, is this black psycho- psychosis or white psychosis or what? One eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Where were you? Where were you? Oh man, I was in college, and I and you know I always you know what I, I remember it was a Friday. By the time the word got to us, it was a Friday. And most of the students on campus 
because it was a state college. They were headed home. And um, I was headed home. I was going home, getting a ride to Chicago, where I was going to catch a bus back to Dayton. But I was spending the night with a, uh, a friend of mine whose father happened to be a surgeon in the suburbs of Chicago. And then the next morning, they were going to, you know, drive me to the, uh, either the next morning or late that night to grab a Greyhound and head home to Dayton. And I remember watching, everybody was glued to the television, and Chicago was burning. 39 after the hour. Let's take a couple more calls. Hey, Clarence from South Carolina, you're on with Madison here on CSXM Urban View. Thank you for holding, Clarence. Hey, thanks a lot, Joe. How you doing? I'm okay. Yeah, Joe, I remember that day real, real clear. I was um, I was in Baltimore, Maryland. We was down there for a funeral for my uncle. One of my uncles had just retired from the military, you know. He, uh, matter of fact, he died the day he retired after 20 years. But anyway, we were down there on April 4th. And, man, a lot of people don't remember you talking about Detroit and on Washington. They burnt Baltimore down to the ground down there. We was down there the whole week. I remember the uh, National Guard coming in, martial law. And um, it was just a crazy time. But I'll never forget that as long as I live. How so, how old were you at the time? Uh, believe it or not, I was 18 <laughs> years old. I was getting ready to go to Vietnam. Mm. And um, I went to Vietnam in June of that year. But uh, I'll never forget it. And it was so scary uh, because, you know, uh, the, the looting and right, because I think, I'll, I'll never forget those exact numbers, but I, um, it was close to something like 900 facilities in Baltimore alone got burnt down. And then I remember Washington getting raised to the ground, too, over there, but uh, I'll never forget that. And you know what, also, since you brought this up about being, you know, burned to the ground, like we're seeing in Ukraine, uh in some of these neighborhoods, it took two decades uh, to rebuild those neighborhoods. And by the way, and and you know what? Some of them, I I don't know what city, but I bet you I could get calls from people where some of those neighborhoods still haven't been rebuilt. There's still vacant lots. You took the words right out of my mouth. I'm, you know, I'm a truck driver now, and I drive through a lot of the, you know, those cities and stuff. And and uh, Baltimore, Detroit, Newark, uh, some of them places, like you said, just abandoned lots or just uh, some buildings are still standing, but that's all they're doing is standing. Yep. Yep. You're exactly right. Yeah. Of one eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Let me take. Uh, Robert from South Carolina. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Mr. Madison. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I remember I, I was eight years old. I had just turned eight. Uh, my birthday had been a couple of days before. Um, growing up in Brooklyn, New York. And um, I remember sitting at, coming in the room, and my mother, my father had just come in from work. My mother was in the kitchen, and they were crying. And uh, I looked over and I um, looked at the news, and that's when I heard, Doc, um, not Dr. King, I heard Walter Cronkite um, on CBS News that, that afternoon, that evening, uh, reporting on the assassination. Um, I remember being confused, you know, because 
now, like the caller just said, my mother was then on the phone calling her sisters. Um, I had an aunt that uh, lived in Newark, and I remember her on the phone calling my aunt Carnell, asking her, is she okay, making sure all my cousins, her sons, was in the house. And uh, they, we came out the next day, and Picking Avenue in, in uh, Brownsville, Brooklyn, uh, was where all the stores were, and they were just, like, tore open. It was, it, I, and I was eight years old, and it scared me for a little while until my father sat me down and just said to me, said to me and my brothers, like, you know, this is the world we live in. I remember the conversation. Ah. <clears throat> wow. When you go out, when you go outside, you guys, you know, act accordingly and uh, stay where we can see you. Yeah, I remember that. You know, uh, yeah, isn't, you know, I, I really am appreciative of people calling in saying, remembering where they were. But you know what we're hearing? And I want younger people who are listening to, to also pick up on this. What our parents told us at the time. Um, like you just said something. Stay where I can see you. Man, yep. that was the neighborhood yep. we live. You know, I don't know. Do we Do we say that to parents? Do parents say that now to their children? Stay where that we can see you. I can't remember. Yeah. Now you think that if people may some of the some of the hip hoppers and and some of the folk listening may think, oh, what that's so corny. Why are y'all talking about that? But it was reflective of the kind of neighborhood we lived in. Yes, sir. Stay yes, where sir. I can see you. And oh, oh, and by the way, so that your neighbors can see you. Yes, sir. Mrs. Wilson yes, sir. down the street was watching you too. We, you know, I'm so glad that we're, this is, this is good. This is really good because it's not, I was just here, I was just there. It, it, it was, there was a, a culture that I don't think exists in our community anymore. I cannot remember the last time I heard somebody say, to their child, stay where I can see you. Wow. Yes, sir. I remember it clearly. I remember my father saying that to us clearly. Yeah. one 8245 Hello there, Lori from Maryland. And Lori's a first-time caller. Hi, Joe and team. Um, I remember April 4th, I was nine years old, and we were living in the DMV area. Actually, I think it was either the week of Easter or the week what before was D-O- Easter. What was D-O- I'm sorry, D-O-Z, did you say? No, I'm sorry, DMV in the D.C., you know, Maryland area. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and we were actually living in Landover, Maryland, and I remember it was pouring down rain in that night, and my parents and my um, brothers and sisters, we had went Easter shopping, and I, we we went to Robert Hall to get shoes, <laughs> and we came Hall. out. <laughs> yeah, we came out, got in the car. My parents turned on the radio, and as soon as they turned on the radio, it was announced. And I remember my parents crying, and you know they were driving all the way home. And another caveat to that. My mother's family had jewelry stores on 14th Street and a couple of other areas in D.C. 
and they were worried about the rioting and the fires and all that. And one of the stores got um, destroyed. But that was the first time at that age at nine that I just knew the world wasn't like a happy place. Mm. I just remember, you know, nothing wow. being the same after that. Wow. And that's all I wanted wow. to say. Wow. one 801 Shedrick. Shedrick, Georgia. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, sir. Shedrick. Shedrick. Thank you. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. I was nine years old at the time in uh, third grade in uh, elementary school. And I can recall my school teacher. Uh, you had another teacher came in and told her what happened. And she, all of a sudden, our teacher started crying. She walked out the room. She was gone for a bit. We did not know what was going on until she came right back in and she told us, right? And I had some concerns what my, my parents going to be saying, thinking. So we let out of school that day, got there, got home. My mom was crying. My father had not reached home yet. When he got home, he had full of rage in him. I mean, he just so angry, full of anger, right? And um, I was, in a sense, I was kind of sad, scared also. Uh, but um, that was, uh, I mean, it was very, very, very bad that day. Now, now what also, city? Uh, what what city was this? What city was this? Columbus, Georgia. Oh, Columbus, Georgia. Okay, yeah. Yes, sir. Also, you mentioned about uh, Dr. King's grandmother. Yeah, that was his mother. That was that was his mother that was shot. Oh, at I, the, uh, no, I, no, no. Listen, listen carefully. I said Martin the Third's grandmother. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm that's sorry. okay. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah. That's no, that's I knew correct. that was his mother. I mean, but that was I was I was talking about how Martin the Third made a similar uh, comment as it relates to the violence and the death of a family member, as and, and based on what Bobby Kennedy uh, said to a crowd. Because uh, Bobby Kennedy was talking and to a predominantly uh, African American crowd, and people were getting angry. You know, here you go. They, you know, they killed. Uh, they killed Dr. King and Bobby Kennedy. Because that's why I wanted to play the uh, the uh, clip, the uh, speech. He said, "Before you all start blaming every white person, wait a minute. Understand something. My brother." was killed by a white person. And then, of course, Martin Third, in a similar thought, you know, he said, my grandmother was killed by a black person. And that's the point I was making. Yeah. But it was Martin okay, III. I, I got yeah. to understand. No, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, James from South Carolina. You're on with Madison here on CSXM Urban View. Go ahead. Good morning, Mr. Madison and team. I was, um, we were in school in Detroit, and um, I remember this because the school was Emerson on the east side, and my dad and came up to get us. And it was funny because my father worked for the city. He was still in his uniform. He came and got us, me, my sister, my cousin, took us home, never told us why. My cousin, who was older than us, kept saying, somebody in our family died. That's what we were thinking. 
When we got home, my father got dropped us off. My mother and I was on the porch. He took back off, and we were standing. And I remember my cousin saying, what happened? And she said, Dr. King got killed, and your dad got to go back to work. So he has to um, be uh, with a bus driver, and he was driving police officers around the city. And Wow. And how old, were, day, how old were you at the time? What grade were you in? I was eight. Okay, about the and, third. Um, you're about the third or third grade or so. Yeah. I was I, I was in the third grade. My sister was in the fourth, and my cousin Lisa was our oldest, our older cousin. She was, uh, you know, the one that we could go with that they trusted us with to go anywhere in the city. Right, and right, parents, right. I had a cousin like that, and we'd always get in trouble. But go ahead. <laughs> and my parents still live in Detroit. I, I mean, when you go back home, um, to the city, my my family still lives there. Uh, and like the one guy said, the city is just, you can still see parts of the city. Yes. That, that summer was burnt down. And yes. Some of the buildings are still up that were that were burnt. They yeah. haven't torn I, down yet. You know, I, as, as you know, I lived in uh, Detroit for, Detroit's like second home, I mean, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I ran the NACP and, um, uh, there, and oh, man, those, it took forever Matter of fact, I think I'm. I'll be honest with you. I think there's still some vacant lots that oh, were burned down. On the east side, huh? Yeah, the east side is the east side of Detroit. Uh, there are so many vacant lots where uh, houses were and buildings were, and it it's um, you know it it it, it depresses me at times because that's where I grew up at. That's home. Um, and and uh, like I said, all my friends and relatives still live there. I just retired down here to South Carolina, but. Um, that day, I always, and I was just telling my wife, it just stayed in my head. And when you mentioned that, I said, "Man, that just came back like a, like it was yesterday to me." Yeah. Um, like I was just standing in the playground, saying, "Wow, that that really happened." Yeah. Um, and you know, we're taking some kids down to the Civil Rights Museum in, in Birmingham from our church here, and and it was something we talked about yesterday. Is we need to let them understand and realize yes. what happened, yes. so that they don't forget these things. And 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 you're absolutely right. So that we that we don't forget that we don't forget. And number two, I think there should be a discussion also as to what was the what what was the culture. I mean, uh, of mm-hmm. the of the neighborhood of our parents, because mm-hmm. uh, it mm-hmm. it's it's totally different than than it is uh, oh, at, than it yeah. is now. Uh, 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 Ken from Georgia is 53 after the hour. Go ahead, Ken. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning, Joe. Hello. Good morning. Yes. Yeah. How you doing, Joe? Okay, I'm doing hey, fine. Hey, you, you, you woke me, and, and team, you woke me up out of my sleep this morning when you said Detroit. Uh, I grew up in '67, right there when that riot started. I stayed right there on Hazelwood, right a little bit down from Claremont Street. Uh, that was uh, that was some kind of experience, Joe. As an eight-year-old child growing up and seeing all those National Guards and the city, uh, that part of uh, Detroit, Michigan, it just it just burnt. I mean, the skies were red at night. It was just looting during the day. Uh, that was a real thriving business. I want to say along 12th Street. Uh, that was. There were stores all up and down that uh, that area there, and everything just burnt. There was a five and ten that was on the corner there. 
There was a hairdresser there where David Ruffin used to get his hair done at. Uh, my father and my mother did everything to protect us that night, but you're talking about a horrific night, a night of I'll never, uh, a week I'll never forget as long as I live. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.